0: Sing, Time is slipping away.
1: We're in an abandoned, flooded quarry. A strange-looking robotic character in a big old coat is slowly walking into picture. He carries an old briefcase under his arm and sits down by some kind of weird piano, next to the dark waters that cover what was once a busy quarry filled with workers and life. He opens his briefcase and picks up a set of musical notes, oddly shaped and almost outer worldly, and he starts to play. As the music travels down into the deep, it awakens creatures that should have been extinct a long, long time ago. Slowly but surely, the abandoned quarries once again filled with life. Creatures of the deep, shadows of an era long gone. Geronimo is a song by Dabchi, featuring Nadia Nair, and the music video is directed by Simon Stålenhag, the renowned artist who gave us books like Tales from the Loop, things from the flood, and the electric state. Goodbye Kansas provided the VFX. It's a captivating song and a mesmerizing video. So how was it made? Well, today we'll find out, because today the yellow brick road leads to Jerome. I'm Nils Lager again, and this is Yellow Brick Road, the podcast where we discuss creativity, films, games and visual effects and music videos. Because course, today will be all about Geronimo, the Duchy music video directed by Simon Stolnag and with VFX by Goodbye Casa Studios. So joining me here on Corona Safe Link are three people that were very much involved in the creation of it. Please welcome Jens Davchie Simon Stolenhag, and Goodback Ansals VFX-supervisor Staffan Linder.
0: Hey. Hello. 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 How
2: are you? Um, I'm good. It's, it's uh, early for me. I mean, it's not early for me, but today I woke up pretty late. Uh, and it's because Jens and I was hanging out last night. And, and so, so I, I am actually a bit tired and that's unusual for me.
0: At this time, yes, yeah, so I, I am as well, obviously, I also had uh, the drive home from oh, Simon, yeah? which was about an hour.
2: yeah, it was so it, so it went good. you came home all right
0: yeah i i, I went home and and everything went well. Uh, am I hearing like a chorusy effect on my voice? It's just uh, it's just your uh,
2: the the sound of your voice it's it's so beautiful it's always <laughs> it always has a chorus effect
0: <laughs> oh sorry, of course
1: Let, let's hope for the best.
0: Yeah, Okay. Yeah, so everything uh, went well. Uh, very n- nice evening.
2: Yes, it was. Well. We, yeah. were, we, were signing, we were signing prints for, yes. um, for the, the release of the record, right? Yes.
1: Ah, great. Cool. So, Stefan, you've been with us here before, but, but uh, Simon and Jens, you haven't. So let's start with some introductions. And I guess it's only natural to start with you, Jens, since Geronimo is your song. Uh, what, what, what's your story and how did you get into the music
0: business? Um, my story is a, uh, uh a long one. Um, and, uh, music business wise, um, I've been working uh, in music since about 2006, um, which, um, I think it, uh, my, my musical career, uh, catapulted. With uh, the Swedish uh, Melody Festival um, as as a songwriter, from there on out, I started um, making more and more experimental uh, music and uh, instrumental music, um, which led me into um, more work in within uh, ads and more commercial work. Yeah, you, and,
1: you do music for commercials uh, yeah one that we've seen
0: i i guess uh i i made a few um there uh, there's been uh, uh some stuff for uh, audi and uh, Ikea, volvo as well um and i did the um uh the, the, the swimsuit campaign for uh the h m uh yearly um <laughs> swimsuit <laughs> campaign this uh, early spring um or so which was kind of hard because it was just in in the same at the same time as covid actually uh struck and so no one was sure if anyone would actually be out um, in swimsuits yeah in, in swimsuits and uh well so but the music turned out um good I think perfect so
1: uh, and uh Simon, you probably don't need an introduction. I mean, your books and your visual world have captivated audiences for many years now, but but I'm curious, how did it all start? Um, I, I actually
2: have a similar uh, career path as Jens, but for illustration. Because uh, I started doing book covers in, in that same year, as Jens said, he started his career in 2006. Uh, and um, I did the cover for... It was like my first proper job was doing the cover for uh, Henning Mankell's Italienska School, uh, which is like like one of the biggest releases uh, that year because Henning Mankell is obviously one of our most best selling authors. And it was just luck because I knew um, uh, a person on that. Uh, uh, publisher and and she knew that i did these landscape paintings they weren't really science fiction back then were more just swedish landscapes with some surreal twist and um, i did them traditionally in in gouache so she knew about those and she wanted a realistic landscape Mm -hmm. with this old lady uh Out on the ice in the Swedish archipelago. So she thought of my pictures and asked me if I wanted to do it. So that 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 was my start. But after that, I didn't do much. So it was, (laughs) it it wasn't that. (laughs) It wasn't like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a one-off. So so uh, I. I, But I did some um, commercial uh, illustration. And but this was before I got into the video game industry. And I think that's when I really started to learn the craft. uh, Which was in two thousand and nine. 2010. So I started in the working as a game artist and doing 2D, like 2D generalist in a small mobile studio, uh, like mobile games studio. So it was a lot of, um, you know, making icons and buttons and, and also doing some concept art, but it was mostly just resizing things to fit different iPhone, like different <laughs> mobile devices. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
0: talked about it. Yes. And What do you think? big
1: small well it can't be
0: too big we don't have that many friends so we're talking in the small
1: vicinity then well no she didn't say small she said not too big yeah but nothing fancy or overblown right so let's talk Geronimo Jens how was the Mm -hmm. song born
0: the song was born in uh in a few different periods I I think that um I had the uh this chord progression for the song, I think, I've had like in the back of my head for a couple of years, actually, because I usually always start playing it. Um, whenever I try writing a song, I usually start with this chord progression. And um, I played it to um, Nadia um, Neyer, who, who sings the song and and or who sings it with me. And I sung the melody to her um, for a while. And all of a sudden she said, uh, sing Geronimo. And I think it was um uh, thunder and lightning. Um I like she asked you
2: just to sing the word? Geronimo like she came up with the with the word?
0: Yeah, she said sing Geronimo. And I said
1: <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Yeah, so we had um thematically it was very strong and very beautiful and, and so um from there on out we we um Started actually um, laying down the whole track as a as a um, just a melody structure for it to not get confused or forget anything. It was actually all made in a, a, a few hours, um, which is is kind of the case with songs like that that are very um, intuitive and it just has this core. The whole song has a core and it stays in its core and and so it was very easy to uh, finish it um also because the uh, there there aren't that many elements to to the song or to the production um C-
2: can i have a question for you oh uh, uh, yeah did did some did someone ever a- ask you to add drums to it
0: um there was a moment uh during the, that day when we were uh recording and and the the subject came up mm, mm. Uh,
2: and there was an awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> just, just
0: as the one right now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have been the
0: same song. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, definitely I yeah, ruined it, I think.
2: You wanted Dave Grohl to play the drums on it. <laughs> yes. But everybody was... <laughs> I, <wanting it. laughs>
0: I wanted it. I wanted it.
1: But I mean, when it becomes a hit, of course, people will do uh, remixes of them. Of it. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Possibly yeah, with lots of drums. Drum remixes, <laughs> the drum like mix. just a just a drum tutorial for Geronimo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you and Simon have known each other for a long time. I understand. What uh, was it yours or Simon's idea that he should direct the video?
2: I think I consider Jens as a kind of recent um, uh, f- friend because uh, it was only like three years ago, right? We met the first time.
0: Yeah, it could be three years. Yeah.
2: And and I and we didn't talk about collaboration. I mean, we we were aware of each other's work, but we um, didn't um, talk about it until quite late. Uh, and and uh, yes, Jens didn't he didn't ask me really to direct the music video. Just I don't remember. It was just like it happened.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it happened, and we we went for a long walk, um, and. Uh, just uh talked about the environment and everything that was around us and it, it we we had the, the subject was just like you're saying it wasn't really a subject um it just kind of turned out that way um you 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 did have um ideas that you were kind of you know explaining to me at that time um with the coffee and yeah in Hagaparken yes in yes. Hagaparken
2: and I, I, I don't even remember us ever saying the word "music video." It was like uh, the, the word was banned. It was just we were just talking about visual ideas, and and because I mean I'm I'm an illustrator and 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 um, an author, and, and that's the format that I work in. So it feels to me to just say the word "direct" felt weird. Mm. <laughs> so the, the, it was very intuitive talk about ideas rather than. We're gonna make this music video. We're gonna release it this date, and everybody's gonna be blown away by it. It Was more like just discussing the 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 themes of it, and and w- which to me was felt very nice because this was my first time doing this, and it didn't put any pressure on me. It just was just creative, mm. and and I and I felt that I was still working in my not comfort. zone, but yeah, that's where I knew uh, my
1: um, abilities. So, so it's more like a visual. Companion to the song or a visual extension to it, in a sense.
0: Definitely an extension, I say.
1: Mm. I mean, the video fits perfectly with the uh, visual universe, uh, if I might call it that. Uh, how did you come up with the uh, idea for it, the, the setting and, and character? Of... Uh,
2: well, before this uh, meeting in Haga Parken, uh, Jens had had sent me the songs uh from the the whole album and uh, I don't remember what you said it, it wasn't like a, it was kind of an invitation to do something but we hadn't discussed what really but i i did ima- i did imagine it as a music like a music video like moving pictures to the mm. to the to this to the song when because I was listening to it um over and over and, and and this for Geronimo I listened to all songs and I had different ideas but I think for Geronimo I really immediately saw this as something that could be done mm. and it because it was first of all it was just the strongest visuals in my head that kind of came from any of the songs um so it felt um like i could do it like this is something that's is possible for me to do and uh i, I showed Jan some some sketches or, or if I, I think i even did those sketches while we were drinking coffee right mm-hmm. <laughs> i
1: think
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so i don't i i kind of had them very clear in my head
1: Queen. I mean, uh, this character. His name is Hector, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Yes, I don't. Uh, I, sorry, guys. Uh, my cat just came in with uh, with um, prey. It's like it's like a it's like a, uh, it's like a lion. So it's, okay, and I, I well, he's gonna eat it. Mm-hmm. So okay, oh crap. <laughs> Uh, uh, c- can I just manage the situation? Just, yes. I just want to throw th- out the dead mouse. Yes. From yeah, the studio. Go
3: ahead.
2: <laughs> so, so, hold on.
1: Hello?
0: It, it almost felt like a sketch from be- In Between Two Ferns. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that, that was amazing. I really loved that one. Ah, okay.
2: Well, it's going, yeah. it's going well. Well, it's on my. On my uh, uh, it's, it's my fault. It's my like, fault. Like yeah.
0: if you were Zach Alifanakis and you had the in between two ferns, and then in the middle of the interview, you're like, "Oh, my cat just came in with some prey." Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> let I'm me not go. The host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me let me just go and and make sure nothing's you know. Hi, welcome to uh, another
2: edition of Between Two Ferns. I'm your host Zach Alifanakis. My guest today, Bradley Pitts. Bradley Pitts, thanks for joining me. It's my pleasure. How old were you when you lost your virginity?
1: Zero? I'll tell you about my when I lost my virginity. I would really not like to hear that. Uh,
3: Stuff fun. Uh, when did Goodbye Kansas get involved? That was at a time when uh, Simon had made pretty much the whole storyboard, uh, and, and you had the. All the basics of the the video, but of course, uh, figuring out what to do in VFX and what not, and so on, was the big issue. Um, and uh, and where uh, we're we going to do Hector as a full CG character, where we're we going to use an actor, or would we use Jens? <laughs> ah. So and and also, um, of course, the creatures and so on. So so that was, I mean. I don't know really where in the process we, or or rather you were, Simon and, and Jens or and the agency, but but uh, it was I think it was fairly early. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah. Simon, that that main character
1: Hector mm. uh, in yes. your visual universe, we we, we met characters like him before, uh, you know, weary robots wearing ragged clothes, uh, for example, yes. uh, things from the flood, and yeah. and to me they feel very human. But with skin on, skins of metal, uh, where, where do you get inspiration
2: to create them? That's a good question because I'm thinking of like that. That's that's almost been like a trend for the last five years. Uh, there's been different things featuring these kind of almost tribal robots. I don't want to say I was first, but I definitely had had not seen it anywhere else. But I m- might have. I've forgotten about it. Like that thing combining um like tr- tribal things like the the idea of them being not smarter than or more advanced than humans but being just like humans so they have to so they have to kind of progress make their own civilization and have move along the same steps so so um uh, and, and also uh, i think in things from the flood what intrigued me was to make robots that were more kind of more even more emotional than the people than humans mm-hmm. so they were very attached to to things for emotional reasons, like the the clothing and and and, and things like that, but since then i I feel like I'm part of like a art movement of doing uh, um robots that way mm. uh, so, so um so, so yeah I, I, it's very hard to say where the ideas come from when, when uh, if it's something that's, that's out there in the ether or, mm-hmm. uh, cause there's one intellectual part, like when you're writing a book that you, that you have kind of a backstory for it. And mm-hmm. then there's the visuals. So, so yeah, I, I always been intrigued by, uh, like lost creatures
1: in our mundane reality. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, this Hector guy, uh, the look of him, this snout, um, uh, mm-hmm. How did that come about? To me, he almost feels like bird-like in a way. Or, yes.
2: Or... Well, I was I was a, a little bird watching kid when I, I was young, and <laughs> um, I I loved birds. That's what got me into painting and drawing. Uh So so I've always had a fondness for the, that um, that the beak design, that kind of, mm-hmm. especially in those uh, birds with um like. Wading birds that have have a, like a long snout or like a long long beak, and um, there's a lot of brightly or co- highly contrasted colored uh, birds that has this really white beak and a black head, and and you really get get that nice. It's like I always loved birds for being very well designed. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> by <laughs> evolution, wow. incredibly. So, so. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So so it's from my bird, uh, my passion for birds, definitely. <laughs>
1: Uh, and and Stefan, let's talk briefly about the animation, because obviously, Simon, in your your the images that you create, uh, the characters feel very much alive and soulful, mm-hmm. and so does this character in this film. And I mean, traditionally, uh, the eyes are often the, the key to the soul, in a way, uh,
3: when you animate something. But but, but yeah. how do you, as an animator, approach a uh, thing like Stefan? Yeah, I mean, I mean that was that was the challenge actually uh, with this character because that, that was the only moving part except for his body. So that was the only way to express something with a face. So so that, that that was one of the key things that at least I focused on to, to make those eyes really express something so that you could transform human feelings into the motion of of like the lenses and so on. Uh, but But I wanted it to be uh, a technical solution so that it looked like uh, a robot still. It, it, we, we agreed on that. We, he shouldn't have any eyelids or something. It should be like camera lenses that went back and forth through a lens and, and have irises and and other stuff that moved around the eyes so that you felt that it, 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 it was a very complex technology and, and uh, so that he actually could express his feelings through the eyes. And... Uh,
2: Yes, I remember I had a drawing with, uh, where I said like it should almost feel like it, it's wet eyes, but when you look closer, it, it, you see that it's lenses and, gl- lens and uh, uh, gl- like glass. Yeah, but I, uh, but, uh, I remember Stefan saying, because I said something like it's, they should really express uh, a lot of emotions from, in some mechanical way. And uh, Stefan just said like, yeah, I have an idea. You never told me what that idea was but uh, it worked.
3: I didn't. Uh, sorry. No. <laughs> that's that's one of my <laughs> my strange uh, ways of yeah. solving things.
2: <laughs> no, but it was really good cuz it, it's I don't need to know exactly how that uh uh I just you just sent me the the animation and it looked great. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean
3: that, that's the only that's that was my way of explaining what I was thinking of. <laughs> just I trying to idea. do a rough yeah, do a rough animation and and, and then show it.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, but it uh, it's really I think the process was very easy because because uh, it was the same thing with every all the underwater scenes. It was like you you showed us. I mean I remember you showed us something an early. Like an animatic. Yeah, a sketch. Uh, yeah, while we were shooting, like on location, you had something <laughs> that was really... And you really took... I only had those sketches, but you really made the whole camera movement, like everything. It felt like you really understood where this was going and understood the song. And, mm-hmm. and so, so, it yeah, it was really, 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 really useful because... Uh, I mean, I, I remember saying to everybody involved when I started, like, I have no idea how to, how to make moving pictures. Like mm-hmm. I know how to make still pictures.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs>
1: but, but now we're jumping ahead of things, uh, going into animation, um, because first you needed to shoot the live plates for the, for the film, obviously in yes. that abandoned quarry, how did you find that, that location?
2: Uh, it's been, it's been part of my life. Since I was a kid, it's 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 uh, out on uh, Ekeba, out on Färingsö, actually, and that's the island where I grew up outside of Stockholm. And it's um, it's like this place where kids used to hang out and and um, um, get drunk, get drunk, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spray <laughs> things like graffiti on the walls. And and but it's also it's also since then I mean, it's used a lot in, in in as a filming location. So so it was very a very practical. Uh, location as well. It wasn't like we had to, to to. It wasn't hard to find the people that we needed to find in order to get the
1: permissions and, and so on. So, and, and Jens, uh, was it always so that you would play Hector?
0: I, I had an uh, um, uh, like an emotional um, thing uh, early on from 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 seeing him and and feeling somehow that uh, there there was a connection to him. Um, and uh, so. I was um, kind of enthusiastic about um, playing him and mm. and like uh, embodying uh, him. and also when when the um, when the video was released now um, a couple of days ago, um, it was the first time I actually got to see the video from looking from outside and not being in the process of kind of finalizing or and I felt very, um, very, very close to him as a uh, character and as a uh, person um, uh, also with uh, musically and, and feeling somehow that he, uh, he resembles me in a way which, which I felt um, was something that Simon um, kind of found a frequency or you found like a, a, a feeling that I uh, haven't uh, even thought of myself in, in that sense. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't try to, I didn't analyze too much, and I don't think anyone, any of us did with that, with like why this works. We just felt that the character worked with the music, but uh, like in hindsight, it feels like there's something with the quality of of the the music. It's very organic, but also electronic, and like there's a lot of ways where you, uh, where you can see how it actually. Fits with that character, which is very almost like very human, very emotional, but still mechanical. And but uh, we did discuss in uh, like if we were going to use like a, an actor or like a mime artist or something that I could play a robot. But <laughs> was, I quickly realized that it's first of all just to get somebody to familiarize themselves with the material and understand that the whole thing is it's it doesn't matter if they're like professional. Actors, I think it's we're still gonna get much more emotionally coherent if if we go with Jens, so because uh, he all he, like he knows the song, he has has to be himself, and uh, so we did some tests. I did some tests. We like me and Jens went out, and and I took some photos of him. Uh, I, I I mean I remember <laughs> giving you uh, like um, uh, some kind of blanket or something that you had over your shoulders, and and I um, took some pictures, and I just. A Photoshop like paint over and, and added like the Hector head to see how it worked with the posture and, and the Jans, uh, like body language, and um, yes, for a few frames so 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 that we had kind of a proof of concept that if we're gonna slap on a CG head here, it's it's not gonna look weird.
0: Uh-huh. Those are way too tight, yeah, but like way too tight. You need to upgrade, yeah, but There's not it. enough pants
3: where there should be more paint there,
0: yeah, but I mean, does it look weird? Looks like you're
1: standing, running, Like you wouldn't be standing like that, like a duck.
0: Yeah, but I'm doing like I'm doing like college poses. Like I don't know if
1: you are. And let's talk about the musical instrument, the piano. Uh, the graffiti on it is, is done by you. Isn't it? You too.
2: Yeah, uh, with me and Jens and a friend uh, of Jens, uh, Carly. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were. Uh, in my basement here, uh, in our house, and, and we just um, went crazy for
1: one night, I think, one, one evening. <laughs> it cool. kind of uh-huh. reminds me of the piano in, in that old Beatles, uh, uh, Strawberry mm-hmm. Fields Forever, isn't it? Where they have a mm-hmm. strange kind of piano like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't okay. remember that.
2: Maybe I have seen it because I, my, my, my family was like big Beatles fans. And I remember listening and seeing a lot of Beatles things. Maybe it's like subconsciously. <laughs> well, that, that's the so thing.
0: Much. I mean, we, we, um, like uh, last night we, we, uh, we played some music and we did some stuff uh, around a lot of uh, Beatles um, songs. And mm. uh, so obviously Beatles are, are here, there, everywhere. <laughs> um, but um no it, it's but i i never thought of it but um, maybe there's uh something mm. there
2: hmm. yeah or, definitely like the yeah. floor like all the the de- the de- de- decorative floral things which which i mean the graffiti almost works that way it's almost mm. like yeah it has the same kind of uh decorative uh, uh intensity of
1: the sergeant peppers cover or something
2: like that mm. um,
1: yeah Uh, And and the shoot did it go well? I
2: think so. (laughs) Yes, I think Jens was very very tired.
0: Just 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 like now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I was. I was very very tired, but I kind of felt that in a way um, that helped um, getting the um, energy or not so much energy out of Hector as well. Yeah,
2: he's a tired robot.
3: Yeah, exactly. Old tired robot. robot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I. I remember. Uh, I mean, we we did this in October, figuring that it would be misty and uh-huh. foggy, and it was the brightest, sunniest day in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remembrance. Yeah.
2: Yes, and it was also windy, so it yeah. was like there's uh, really difficult in terms of the changing conditions uh, between takes. But I mean, there's even in the in the last shot, last two shots, there's like sun sunlight in in. And then it cuts to 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 um, overcast uh, in one motion, like it's cut in a motion mm. where 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 um, so so it's supposed to be continuous. But I don't think you notice that, or it's like it's emotional anyway. It's all all like a dream. So mm-hmm. so but what we got was very dramatic lighting, and I think mm. that's the important part that the, the visuals look dramatic, and yeah. and, and that we kind of improved because I remember uh, try we were trying with the smoke effect, like the smoke machine, and. and And it was really hard to get the smoke to to create a fog that would stay, just blew away. So we decided like after the first few takes that we were not going to use smoke machine. And then uh, we had to think around that and try to work with the sunlight and make it dramatic in another way. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it was, uh, I mean, there's a lot of way to make cool pictures and you have to kind of adapt uh, to the
3: conditions. Yeah, I think also the, the, the fact that it is a progression throughout the video also. Oh, that, yeah. That you feel that it is morning in the beginning and it is evening in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the right. end of the film. Very, yeah, very true. Yeah.
1: Hector yeah, sits we there were... all day.
2: Playing. Yeah. yeah. No, it was nice. That's a good thing that we shot it con- like in, in continuity. Um, yeah. But, but I guess it's, it's, uh, it, we could do that because it's just one day. One day yes. Between.
3: Yes. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Adapt. Isn't that your slogan? Adapt and achieve? It's on the brochure here. Komoda et You have it in Latin. So, about the VFX stuff how
3: mm-hmm. did you approach it? Well, uh, first it wasn't totally clear that we were going to use gens as, as the, the actor or, or an actor at all. Uh, we we were discussing doing it full CG and see how where we ended up with that, and uh, we also talked about doing it totally practical with just uh, replacing the eyes, uh, and, and did a few uh, turns with that. But eventually we came came to the conclusion that we were going to do just a head and hand replacement, and uh, which which worked really well, I think, and also because because it, it is a point having. Jens as Hector, I think, and uh, then also with with uh, the quarry and everything, we we managed to do a a scan of the whole quarry, so we could could build that in three D and and use that for all the underwater shots and so on. And then of course we cheated underwater because it's just like. One meter deep or something, <laughs> mm. but and we wanted it to be uh, almost endless.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember like standing on the sh- on the on the on the edge of that little uh, quarry lake. You, uh, it it looks like it's very very deep. But then mm-hmm. when when we t- uh, took the drone and and took those drone shots, it was it looks like it was like yeah, one meter deep it looked really really undramatic.
3: Yeah, exactly. So we did it really deep and and also. Adding all those uh, those Devonian creatures uh, coming up from from the deep, also that was also a, a story point. Like having them, that you felt that they come from really deep below. Mm. I think.
1: Yeah, let's and let's talk about th- those creatures. Uh, I I think I spotted one of my favorite extinct animals, the <laughs> Dunkleosteus, no oh, yeah. armored yes. shark.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a cool fish. <laughs> oh. What, what, what I, I other don't... animals are there? there? Um, well, I mean, we we had a few. We we brought up a few, few, few other Devonian uh, fishes that that looked kind of cool. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what they're based on, but it's like the, we have the fish, the the flock of fish, the school of fish with. I think it's something like a Ustenopteron, I think it's called, <laughs> which is um, uh, a, 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 one of those uh, fishes with uh, with uh, uh, plates on, on the head, you know, and of course, Dan Cleosius, and we have uh, 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 an amphibian based loosely on an uh, Istiostega.
2: Yes, uh, I remember I had in the storyboard, like I wanted to go from Bass and and um, yeah, and pike and like Swedish fish to more and more um prehistoric creatures, and it would end up with like a plesiosaur or something like a really big, long, neck yeah. thing. But then that was uh, that that proved to be uh, too expensive, <laughs> yeah. And and Stefan uh, said, we have some <laughs> leftover uh, 3D <laughs> models from. Uh, exactly. Doing th- th- you had done something for the American Museum of Natural History,
3: right? No, it was for another museum, but but uh, still, we had we had a a, a digital zoo with uh, Devonian uh, fishes. So so that's basically what we brought this from, and and that was named a bit oddly. I mean, the Eustiopteron was named fish. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, I, I as uh, I am a paleo geek in the same way as Simon is I think uh, so I would have loved to do a plesiosaur and and I also liked the original idea of having modern fishes and then the deeper you go the the more distant the creatures and so on or the older creatures
2: yeah but but it was a really uh, a really um, lucky serendipitous thing that you had those because those were like I would st- i, I, I I think the Dunkleosteus was already like one of my favorite Mm -hmm. (laughs) extinct creatures. So, so, um, uh, it could, it it was, it was just, I I, I could just, uh, I mean, I could have asked for that, but, uh, uh, so I was really happy that you had that because, um, it's not. All, uh, it's not all studios that just have extinct no. fish uh, laying around.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And I mean, the the, the shot where the Dunkleosteus enters, I think that's that's still one of my favorite shots uh, when mm. it comes to the under, underwater scenes. It's so massive, and you really feel the size of it.
2: I do think we cheated a bit, right? They're not that big. Or I, I mean, they. Yeah, I guess they're true. they come true. in all sizes, but but. Yeah. Uh, Uh, That's the nice thing with not doing uh, factual, uh, natural history uh, videos. Uh, We can cheat. Exactly. (laughs) Cheating. Right. Okay.
3: And 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 there were some effects involved as well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we did a lot of the underwater stuff uh, with uh, using simulations and so on. I mean, like uh, we had atmospheric is stuff like uh, things th- that just float around in the water we had uh, plants and so on that needed to be be flowing in the water and so on so that you get that nice living uh, underwater scene uh so yeah that that was quite a lot
1: mm. uh- Simon, this being your first gig as a director, how did it feel to see this film come to life with, with all the effects added and like? It's
2: it's amazing, but as soon as you get something that's good, you yes. want want it better.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, you still so, want that. Please, your star <laughs> Uh
2: No, no, well, well, I'm very happy with the with the fish. Uh, that's a broad stroke. Uh, I, I think I I think I um there's like the I always think there can be improvement to the lighting and and to get it uh, to feel to to feel um, like perfect it should feel because when you see how i mean, I think it's it kind of it's now no, it's hard to see it because you I've seen it so much, but it's hard for me to to say if it's it looks real or not but but the, you those things I mean you know every little pixel so so um, you you see you see the things that oh, I wish we could have uh, had more time to change mm-hmm. this but. I, I I don't like when it feels fake when it feels CG and and so so uh, but when it's your own thing and this is the first time for me like that then I get really really sensitive about it and and um so but then if I just go back and compare it to something else that that's out there like another music video or whatever it's like a bit, i be I'm shocked out, uh, at how at how fake that looks so mm. I guess I'm Very deep into the pixels. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Basically, Uh, like uh, director, um, uh, what's his name? He he did Monsters, uh, that low budget. uh, Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Yeah, he
2: said, okay, I'm going to swear now, but he said it's called pixel fucking. Yeah. Yeah so i think that's what i've been doing <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean, don't think so we've, we've seen worse <laughs> okay that's, that's good that's good <laughs> but i mean is, isn't that the same thing as when you create any form of art or anything yes like when you do your your, your pictures uh, images that there is a point where you have to leave them you have to say yeah. okay here we are so, yeah and, and that's always a process that, that that's hard
2: yeah it's very it's been very nice to to see it now being released because I've, I've had time to to, to rest my eyes from it so so when I see it now it really feels like I'm really happy with it I think I'm I was more cons- concerned about like editing and, and and timing and tempo like all the stuff that I'm not all the temporal stuff stuff that I'm not used to mm-hmm. I'm used to, to still <laughs> images so in terms of like lighting and 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 kind of fidelity uh, I felt like I knew what to look for but when it comes to timing and uh, and, and the, the rhythm of the thing—it's—it's it's new to me. So so and there, and I was just afraid that there was all these pitfalls that I would end up in f- from lack of experience.
1: Mm-hmm. And you, Jens, when you saw it when, when it was ready, how did it feel? Um,
0: <clears throat> well, um, well, I kind of touched uh, on it uh, yeah. earlier on, I think, um, and uh, yeah, it felt uh, very natural um, seeing it for the first time more so from from the outside and actually just viewing it and also like simon said there was a time where i didn't see or you know um experience any of it or the song for that matter mm-hmm. and so it all came to me with the video and um and felt very very um emotional it struck it struck uh, an emotional core which definitely was um Gave me a just a, a sense of um, what can I say? Um, I can't really find the word for it, but it was a mm-hmm. it was it was a big moment seeing it, and it, it kind of built uh, built a, a lot of uh, new ideas as well. Um, I'm working on a uh, on my third album right now, and so it it was uh, he- heavily inspiring seeing. Yeah. It.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Are you planning any more
2: collaborations? Uh, yeah, we, we but we, 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 I think we're back at the. We don't, we don't say the word music video. <laughs> <laughs> Visual Which extension,
0: is obviously a good yes. thing. Co- yeah. Collaborations.
2: Yeah, but I, I, have already. I mean, I've, I, I do, I do wonder what Stefan can do uh, in the back of my head when I hear the new songs from
1: Jens that Jens mm-hmm. is working working on.
3: Yeah, I'm open for everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think Hector will, will turn up again?
3: Uh it's uh, it's
2: possible. I mean we 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 both me and Jens has talked a lot about you know what happens before and what happens after. And it, we we talked about ideas for another song on on this kind of ocean on the same album uh that would feature him and um uh so so who knows. But it's also I think it's always nice to to to, to meet a new song, uh like totally blank.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and this is something I've got from you, Jens. Because you call it a transmission. You get a transmission. That's what it says. So, mm-hmm. w- w- uh, like, it, the inspiration, it just comes to you. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I, I used to think more of, like, intellectualize it. And, like, I'm thinking of stuff and trying to, uh, I, yeah, think it out, uh, be clever. But to just listen to something, that's what happened with jeronomy Just listening to it. And and and, and there's something in in the sound that is visual uh, uh, and just be open to 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 what that is uh, but but I think just in terms of hector and and Jens, they, they i mean he really go well with Jans's voice and melodies for some reason, so yeah
3: yeah, I think so too i mean it's especially Geronimo uh, to me it's uh, of course i I've been staring at it for like six months, but <laughs> on and on for every day but but i feel it's very synonymous and it's like uh, he 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 is part geronimo sort of for me yeah it's very very it's such a striking visual and the song is so striking also so it's like merges so perfectly i think
1: Mm. nice night (laughs) this is a bit tight for me but for you it's a perfect fit what a coincidence! Well, it's a great video, and uh, I hope for for new great films or visual extensions, and <laughs> <Yes>. new projects <laughs> from you. Uh, many thanks for coming here uh, and talking about this great video. Thanks
2: for having me, and yeah, yeah,
3: thank you. Yeah, and thank nice you.
2: to seeing you again, Stefan. Was yeah. <laughs> <Likewise>. <laughs> Very nice to see you all.
3: I'll drop by <laughs> when, when this corona stuff is over <laughs> right.
1: oh yeah. yeah we'll
3: meet again yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> yes and you out there thanks for listening uh, do mail us if you have questions or suggestions or topics we should discuss you reach us at podcast at goodbycancels.com until next time goodbye happy until video we we